Hello everybody and welcome to Broomvagoon. You will not get there with a road bike. That's a great point and today is gonna be even bigger and greater because we are gonna have the Tip Top Tuesdays together with Simon, as usual, of the Eppinger team and we're gonna talk about something similar but just wait another couple of minutes and then you will get there without a road bike or maybe with a road bike. That doesn't matter. So I just went out with a couple of Instagram stories in order to get some address to ship some stickers. I got some new stickers that are pretty, pretty cool. You can see that around in my Instagram account or whatever account. And I want to collect some more because I want all of you to stick on the, yeah, on the pass stuff, all the time that you're climbing, huge passes, my Calamaro stickers over there, and then take a picture and put it on the Instagram with Calamaro CC or Calamaro passes, we will decide, it's still too early for passes. And for the spring, we should really conquer all the higher passes of Europe and then of the world with our stickers, with my stickers, with your stickers. So, in order to get some stickers, just send me out an email, hello at calamaro.cc, that's my address, or you can just send me a direct message on Twitter or Instagram, instagram.com slash calamaro.cc or twitter.com slash calamaro. Or you can contact me however you want, also Facebook, Facebook is there outside, facebook.com calamaro.cc, you will find everything over there. But that's not only the matter, it's not only about talking about stickers and stuff, it is also about sharing this episode and listening to that. It's pretty easy. Go on Spotify, Spotify, yes, Spotify.com, no, doesn't make sense. Even if I listen to the Spotify things on my browser, nobody does it. So just go on the search query and look for Broomvagon and you're gonna find over there my voice and my podcast. Or do the same thing on your application or your iPhone and then look for Broomvagon on the Apple podcast up. Other thing that you can do, you can go to Spreaker and do the same, look for Broomvagon or go to Spreaker.com slash listencaramaro and you will find everything. Maybe a good solution this time is not only to share this episode, it's gonna be pretty interesting, you're gonna listen to that, but is also to rate my podcast, especially in Apple Podcasts. Please do it and the better rates we are getting, ratings, sorry, the better ratings I'm getting, the best is gonna be and more people can listen to this piece of content that they're putting with all the passion out there. I was talking about Tip Top Tuesday, yes, because Tip Top Tuesdays is on the last Tuesday of the month. This time, this month, again with Simon, like in the old episode of the Tip Top Tuesdays of this season, and to this time we are gonna talk about, I was saying tonight, because for me it's night, but today or whatever, whenever you're listening, but this time we are gonna talk with Simon about which kind of bicycle no, it's better you just to listen to that directly from there. It's Tip Top Tuesday. Tip Top Tuesday, episode two of season two, and we are the classic two saying the classic bullshit. I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that because usually we are taking out super interesting topics. But first of all, I have here Simon that uh, is going to be my partner in crime in this conversation of today. Hi, Simon. How are you doing? Hello. Hello. Ciao. Very good, very good. Are you riding? Are you training? Are you eating as you deserve to eat? Or I am in complete off season, so I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm eating, drinking, partying around. So it's a pretty funny period of of my year to be in. 
I can tell you that I love off-season. I'm kind of right now kicking off the off-season, even if also before it was kind of off-season. My uh, week in, weekend in Mallorca was off-season. Right now, I will really participate towards celebration, let's say religious, celebrate, whatever. Everything is a good excuse to eat as a pig. So I can feel you, man. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag off-season, that works. Off-season, off-season. Since uh, Till when is going to be your off-season? Until uh, the 1st of November. 1st of November. Yeah. So 1st of November means trainer at home and uh, yeah, calling your mom while you are doing your training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think I'm going to take also a couple of weeks off right now. Just something like smooth ride after work or stuff like this. But the 1st of November, we have to start preparing the Holy Week. You have to start to prepare a lot of cool stuff. But probably it's not the case of something like giving previews right now. No spoiler, man. No spoiler. <laughs> So let's say that today we have a super nice topic. Let me hello then just put everything in a context. DC okay, I'm uh, I'm not Stefano Calamaro at that moment. I'm uh, Ginepro and uh, I actually discovered bicycle this year in 2018. I got the old bicycle of my grandpa and then I started rowing around with the bike and then meeting my friend at the bar. Then I moved a bit more on doing my 10 kilometers for commuting to work every day. And then I got in love with it. And then I went to uh, on the bicycle really often. And then I decided to make the Eroica because everything, I, I don't know why, but everybody starts with the Eroica. Don't tell me why. So I got into the Eroica. I enjoyed it a lot. And now after my 1,500 kilometers of this year, I decided to go on a new bicycle. Hmm. So, which one are the criteria that you need to follow when you have to buy a new bicycle? You got into the bicycle world, you got, let's say, you um, got the addiction of the bicycle, and now it's time to go to your drug, uh, sorry, bicycle dealer or online or whatever you want to get the font of your addiction for the next part of your life. Let's start from the easy part then. It's going to be funny. Sorry, I started laughing already. So uh, which kind of bicycle, typology of bicycle, in your opinion, a newbie must buy? I already see that. Yeah, this is going to be painful. Eh? <laughs> Today is going to be complicated. This yeah. is going to be very painful for both of us. Yes. Okay. okay, no, uh, I, I'm clearly biased. Uh, I mean, if you want a bike, uh, you want a bike that uh, puts you in the best possible possibilities to, to go fast. So I like the race geometry for, for a bike. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, race. Come on, it's aggressive, it's fast. It's the one that you see on TV. It's the, the reason why you're biking. Yeah, yeah, okay. I can see the point, I can see the point. But please, you cannot tell me that people must jump straight away on a super performance-based bicycle. It's the first step. Yeah, usually you start with a tricycle as a kid and then you go to a race bike. <laughs> that, that's true. Balance bike. Now it's really my balance bike. Nice balance bike today. No, because in my opinion, actually, it doesn't make so much sense to jump on a, I don't know, a five kilos weight bicycle, climber bicycle, performance bicycle. In my opinion, you just need to start on something that will let you enjoy the riding. 
probably I'm biased as well in this period because I'm completely, now I'm completely mad for it. I'm completely mad for gravel roads. And the solution that I would give for people that are already starting, I would say, okay, buy a bicycle with something like a huge clearance of the wheel so that you can put something like, okay, maybe 40 is enough, no more than 40 millimeters fat tires. And you can go both on tarmac and off-road. In that case, you can really enjoy something like the off-season, the on-season, and then you can get in places where you could not go with a super performance road bike. Because just think about a five kilos bike that is pretty delicate or whatever, and then one day you decide to take the shortcut to go to work. Man, take just... the mountain bike. Come no on. way! You don't want you don't want a mountain bike. Mountain bike is for kids that want to have fun, or for people that really want to get the adrenaline shot every day. Stuff that I cannot do because I'm scared also <sighs> to go down from the stairs. But <laughs> you need to have something like something in the middle. But I can tell you also that probably I can I can come closer to your point, saying okay, if you don't want a kind of a gravel relax all rounded bike. Do you like this concept of a rounded bike? I think you like a rounded bikes, right? Yeah, more or less. <laughs> I mean, okay. It has to allow you to go uphill, downhill, and on the flat roads and hilly climbs. That's it. Okay. <laughs> We're going to go at this point in one second. So I was saying, if you don't want a bicycle that is all rounded, we don't like the both, I think. But we're going to go there in one second. But if you don't want a gravel bike or stuff similar to that, then go for an aero bike is the most stunning thing that you can get. Just think about, I don't know, I don't want to talk about brands, but probably a bit we have to talk about. If Just think about, I don't know, a 3T Strada, stunning aero bike, you can go wherever. Or a Canyon Aerod, amazing one, really amazing machine. Or you go for something completely beautiful, or you go on something that you can do everything. Okay, okay, I, I can give you a point on this. I mean, aero is cool. So I'm um, I'm fine for that as as long as you don't go into endurance bikes and or the, the the synapse which I hate for some reason. Uh, Sorry, kind of people. It's really an ugly thing. <laughs> no, no, just just don't don't do that. You can choose whatever you want. Should choose gravel. Choose race bike. Choose aero. Choose I don't know. Choose triathlon. Choose rather than mega endurance bike, which. Uh, I, I I can't see a reason why I should buy that. Yeah, I can come actually to your conversation over here at your point saying, okay, endurance bicycle, no matter what the brand is, now we are going to name a couple of those, but they are only ugly. They are not easy to control because they are something like too long and they're impossible to control. They are not, I don't know, I don't like to ride. I already don't like to ride downhill with them but on a downhill with an endurance bike it's really competitive it's like i don't know riding a graziella or stuff like this go on a graziella then yeah yeah it's cool i mean graziella is cool at least you have your status it's fine yeah it's really amazing but really i don't know i'm thinking about a canyon endurance a part of being super ugly with this lopping that is in possible to see it's also unreadable in my opinion and then you named already the cannondale synapse and just talk about as well the bmc road machine yeah come on it's really an ugly bike and it's not easy to control so go on one on the other so go on something in my opinion go on something that helps you that actually uh, allows you to go on fatter tires and then you can go wherever or go on something that can yeah 
transform you in a bullet or something like a rocket. Yeah, I, I like the bullet and rocket part. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Otherwise, it doesn't work. But yeah, we arrived to this point. We are almost similar on the point. But okay, we decided on the geometry. So take the endurance bike and put it on the side and don't close it on the room and don't wash it again anymore and really on the most secret part of your mind go on something else but we can talk about material maybe yeah, material is interesting i think that here depends a little bit on the budget that you have mm. because uh, yeah, on, on high budget uh, i think there yeah there's no reason not to go for for carbon so it's it's lightweight it's uh strong uh it's durable enough um it's at top levels and it has good vibration absorbing all good reasons yeah the only point of carbon is that when you crash but, uh, you have to ask for what we are usually looking for the holy week you know for a blessing because the most probability that you have is that it's a crash and you need to replace it. You know, at, at a point in life, you will want to replace your bike. <laughs> yeah, and then getting also good uh, good insurance on that and so on. Yeah, that, that, that helps a lot. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I can see the point, but I think that you have also a solution for lower budgets. Aluminum. Okay. Or aluminum or aluminum or whatever is, is the right. I know, the cool guys call it alu. Alu. Okay, alu. Alu is cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah. At, at medium and low budgets, ALU is, is the best way to go. Uh, still, the, it has improved a lot during recent years. And the level now, that now it has, it's comparable to middle-level carbon. Yeah, for so sure. In, in all the ways. And it saves you a lot just because it's not so cool. Yeah, I can tell you that actually now, if we can spend the sweet word for Canon there at that time, I can say that if you go for the CAAD, CAD, the CAD aluminium bike, I believe that is the best solution is, uh, let's say, uh, at a decent budget, stunning bike. And actually, you will not see so many difference with a, something like medium, low level carbon bike. So Canon Del Mets I really completely agree. Yeah. They, ah, you had one of those, right? You had a CAD, yeah, yeah, CAD. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was riding the, the CAD until last year, the CAD 10. And it was an impressive bike. So as much as I hate the synapse from Canada, I love the CAD. So I, think, I, think. I think it's the state of the art of the yeah, aluminum yeah. bike is the CAD. They made now the CAD 12. I've tested, I've rode it in a test and it was really amazing. But yeah, taking about my point over there, I really like the, let's say, the dualism between low budget and, let's say, a bit more robust budget that you're putting there. I have a slightly different opinion. Okay, I have to say, first of all, that, okay, I'm not coming down from uh, from Mars. I'm actually here, down on heart, on heart, sorry. And the point is that, okay, I really, I also am in love with carbon, but... Best case scenario, if I would love to go on, let's say, consistent, robust budget, I would go for titanium. Or like the cool guy says, I would go for tie. You can shape it as you want. It's really, really, really stiff and nervous, I would say. And it's just something beautiful. And you can shape it as you want. Usually titanium bikes are uh, custom-made bicycle and they're light, they're robust, they're really good. Yeah. But, and obviously they need to have big clearance. 
so you can put your mountain bike 650b tires and go whatever you want amazing material i i agree but still uh, it's a bit of a niche product it is it is still talking about niche i have to talk about steel that is my first love i have my race by my road bicycle that I've made a couple of races with that is actually my hammer that is a steel bike. Columbus, I think are Columbus Spirit mine, so also decently light and comfortable, as comfortable as your sofa. Okay, my I can tell you that my geometries are not so relaxed, are a bit dry, race uh, geometries, but still super comfortable. Good. <laughs> I have also a gravel bike. I have my 3T Explorer watching at me here. So yeah, carbon Explorer bike, carbon gravel bike is here. But yeah, my Hummer is something, it's the most comfortable thing that you would never imagine. The only thing that I don't like of my Hummer is that actually only 25 millimeters wheel I can put over there, tires I can put over there. But for the rest, I've done twice in a row uh, the um, Tour de Flanders, and it's really like riding on the sofa. I love it. So my choice is between low-budget still, custom-made still bikes, or Thai bicycle custom made as well hmm. yeah yeah i see i see your point i will still be on on the carbon and alu, alu. so yeah the, i can tell you that the thing that i like the most of the of bicycles is having something unique bicycle must be done on your size custom made on you yeah therefore you you go for tie or steel that, that makes sense a lot what, what do you think about bamboo yeah no, bamboo come on <laughs> If it starts raining, it starts to flourish your bike. So, <laughs> but it's pretty tough. Yeah, yeah, on. it's pretty tough. You can. It doesn't even sink if you fall into into the river. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. Just stop it here. Just move to the other topic. Group sets. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about gears in general, something like so gears and then there are yours or whatever. And then we're gonna talk also about brakes. But for now, go on brake on groups. Sorry. Yeah, groups. Uh, I see it in a in a very personal way here. So uh, I have my my things in mind about Campagnolo, Shimano, and SRAM maybe uh, mostly. I don't consider anything else like micro shift or stuff like. I don't even have an idea of what's what other things are around. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, th- there are some groups that some very low budget. Uh, bikes okay. But it shouldn't be considered group sets. Okay. okay, let's go for the famous one. What do you think about that? Well, uh, personally, I ride the Ultegra, which I think it's a good balance between price and quality. So that, that was my choice. Uh, I love the, the Campagnolo, but the price is a bit, a bit higher to, to get, of course, the, the nice ones, which I think it's only the super record. Okay. Anything else is is, is not Campagnolo worth in my opinion. So uh, the, the chorus and the potenza are for for the people that dream the super record. Yeah, that, that that's a sort of yeah. I dream Campagnolo, I dream the super record, so I'll just take the potenza or the chorus because I cannot have the super record. Or if if someone else feels a little bit posh, a little bit snob, he's, he you know he takes the record because yeah, you know, super record is for the ones that pretend. They are something, but I'm smarter than them, so I take the record. <laughs> so that's how we see it on the on the Campagnolo side. 
on the Shimano side, instead, yeah, I'm pretty convinced about the Ultra, which is, in my opinion, an amazing group set. Uh, has everything that you might need. Uh, if you crash or break anything, it's pretty okay to repair or find replacements, which for the Dura-Ace is much more expensive and the saving on, on the grounds that you have, yeah, it's it's a bit marginal. You paid a lot for every gram that you save there. And even uh, sometimes you have the UCI limit, so 6.8 kilograms, uh, that's pretty easy to, to reach uh, without even going into the Dura-Ace. Yes, and I can tell you that if you want to go if you want to go lighter on your bicycle, skip your dessert. <laughs> yeah, good point, good point. Well, my point on the group set, actually I can tell you. Well, I, I completely agree with you on what you said about the first time in my life, probably, on what you said about Shimano and Campagnolo. Shimano is just for posh. And uh, sorry, Campagnolo is just for posh people, while on the other side, Shimano is something like your life insurance. You know that it's something that works all the time, everywhere, in the mud, wherever. It's the best thing. I've, I've actually, on my Hummer, I have a Shimano 105, and I can tell you, it, it's the best. It's easy to replace, even for me, that I'm the worst mechanic ever. It's super easy to buy spare parts and super cheap, and it's smooth like butter. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, the one, 105 is uh, amazing from probably the best deal between every everything that's in the group's board. Yeah, I can tell you that. Yeah, if, at the end of the day, I don't care. I have already still bicycle. I don't care about weight. So I am pretty okay with it and I will not change it for anything else. But I am in love in this period, you know. So rational part is on the side at the moment. Just talk about passion, love, and these things that makes you happy in the morning where you dreamt about that and you said, okay, wow, I want that one. At the moment, something that I'm in love with is the SRAM Red Eatup. Just the idea on having between your hands something that feels like a joystick more than a shifter I don't know, makes me feel already happy. So probably it's going to be my choice for the future. Yeah, I, I agree on the SRAM, uh, on the ETAP only though, because the ETAP, uh, I tried it, uh, it it's very nice. Uh, it just makes you feel, feel great. I'm, I'm not a big fan of the other SRAM models, mainly because the way you shift. Okay. So I found myself a couple of times that I was looking for a lighter gear, and on, on SRAM, if you made a mistake that you're already on the lightest cog, <laughs> you have to shift to a, to a harder one. So I, I got surprised a couple of times in this way, and it's something that I don't really like being on a 12% gradient. And instead of finding a lighter gear, I must shift to a, a harder one. I can tell you that, so another part of my wet dreams is actually the single ring in front. Now I'm really in love with it because I have it in my 3T Explorer. And the SRAM force that I have over there, it's amazing. In my opinion, I can tell you, for me, the future is just the single ring in front. Just one ring, and then you can do everything else with the cassette. And for this reason, I can tell you that, yeah, in my opinion, but also because I'm a minimalist, uh, I prefer the things that are really easy. And the less you have, 
the less problem you're going to have because you have less possibilities of breaking something. And going back to this round force that I have on my 3T Explorer, actually, when you are already on the easiest gear, I can tell you that if you do the double click, the long click on your shifter, it doesn't change. It just makes a weird noise and saying, okay, man, you're already there. The only thing that you need right now is to push other your hands. <laughs> okay, okay. For me, it was more intimidating and say okay now i put you a harder gear so let's see how you do it's yeah okay i can see the point but yeah i can tell you that i don't know in my next dreams uh in my next bicycle i'm dreaming about a new bicycle or whatever but i believe that even if it's gonna be a road bike it's gonna be a race bike it's gonna be actually something with the single the single ring on front so you then you're gonna have a cassette, a gigantic cassette on the back. I mean, you know, I love it. I love it. It's something that I really love. It's the point is that now I'm too much in love with gravel riding, and I believe that also with road cycling must be the same, the same cool thing. But you know, and uh, on 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 the road, you, your speed goes on the flat from forty five kilometers fifty per hour to uphill eight, nine, ten. So to cover everything uh, and especially everything in the middle, not only the extremities, with only 11 or 12 gears. I don't know. Uh, I think that you might have some, some big gaps somewhere across the, the spectrum. Well, at the end of the day, I don't care about the grays. I prefer the white and the black. And also, I moved here to Switzerland only to go uphill. I don't care about going in the flat and deciding if I want, I don't know, a 14 or a 15. Give me the 11 or give me the 32. Yes. <laughs> I don't care about anything else. Okay, Actually, okay. it's not 32. Talking about single ring is not going to be a 32. It's going to be at least a 42. So, yeah. I was thinking about putting something like a cyclocross gear, uh, so a cyclocross group, on a race uh, on a race bicycle on a road bicycle and let's see what happens or even better a mountain bike group on the road bike so something like making a hack so you can have the 12 rocks in the back okay okay i respect your position let's say this way i respect your position <laughs> okay okay just move forward let's go on brakes right now what do you think about brakes obviously here we are talking about two different things these brakes against calipers or if you want to we can talk about also uh, what's the name of the other one um rim brakes what, what you want yeah, yeah yeah the rim brakes yeah no, there was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, by the way. Everybody knows. <laughs> myself, I'm the worst mechanic ever, so go ahead. No, uh, here it depends a lot on how you ride the bike and where do you ride it. Because if you ride uh, on gravel or you ride in cyclocross, the, or, you, or if you ride in wet conditions particularly, the disc brakes help you a lot. Uh, if you ride instead on normal weather, I mean sunny weather and everything, the yeah the rim brakes have have now very very good standards. So um, I tried it and I don't see a big difference uh, in 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 the sanding between disc brakes and rim brakes. There is some, but it won't completely change the way you go downhill. While if it completely changes if you go downhill in in, in wet conditions, that 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 for sure. You were telling me last time that you tried or you have, I don't remember, the direct mount rim brakes, yeah. right? 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the direct mount, and compared to the to the traditional one, which has only one bolt, it's way way stronger. It has a stronger grip, uh, stronger power, and braking. It's a good improvement, uh, technological improvement that they they did with the say double double pivoting the the brakes. Okay, okay, yeah, my answer is pretty normal, I would say. Ah, by the way, the name of the other one that I was missing before is Cantilever. Do you no. remember that weird thing that was before <laughs> in the in the cross bikes? Fortunately, now they are. One big difference that you need <clears throat> to consider is uh, on the disc they have to be hydraulic. Because oh, yeah, yeah. if they are cable disc, then makes no much difference between rims and discs. Yeah, for it's sure. More or less the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, you got it already. You got me already. And yeah, my choice would go on hydraulic disc brakes. A hundred percent. I'm the worst, the worst descender ever, close to the worst mechanic ever. So people would maybe doubting on why I'm riding the bicycle. But yes, but he, he's a great rider. Eh? He's a great person. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm a great person. I'm a great speaker, but I probably a really bad bicycle rider. But I'm really enthusiastic, so that's fine. Uh, but I would go actually for the hydraulic disc brakes because I believe it's, these are the ones that are giving you the most confidence on the road. When, As you were mentioning, when it's raining, when it's muddy, when it's dirty, when you are, I don't know, in the middle of the winter and you're riding on the salt on the road, you cannot get anything better. And also, another good point, you are not wasting completely your rims. Well, I, I never consumed so much a pair of rims that, you, you know, how how long can they last? 100,000 kilometers? That's like you, seven seasons, five, six seasons for, for me. I can tell you that if you if you touch my, uh, my Fulcrum 3, I have my Fulcrum Racing 3, actually the back rim is already pretty damaged. Uh, okay, I've seen you go downhill, so I can understand partially why. Exactly, exactly. Go ahead. I'm not going to take this one from you, but let's talk about tires. Uh, <laughs> no, no, the, the tires are a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 let's go there. Let's go there. Bah, yeah, okay. Uh, after, after this season, I realized that I want adamantium tires or turtle shell <laughs> tires or the most hard things that is available on earth. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Rocks. Rock star. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. As, as long as they fit on the wheel and they don't puncture, they're good for me. <laughs> I can tell you that um, the Schwalbe does these amazing um, tires, the Marathon Plus. I think that their weight is around two kilos in an ounce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, I can really swear that you will never get it flat. You know, I, I just bought the new tires for, for the winter uh, and on the Continental, and there is... there. On the tires, there's a turtle design <laughs> painted oh, on them. Okay. Ninja I think there are some hard shell gator skin or whatever. It's the, <laughs> it's the hardest thing I found on the internet. Okay, okay. Uh, well, good choice, good choice. But you would prefer going on, um, on uh, how is the name, of clinchers? I would, I would definitely go on clinchers for training. Uh, I would go instead on tubular for racing. And all I was saying uh, before is just for, for trainings. Okay. Uh, for racing, I would like to go on a, on a high, yeah, high quality uh, tubular. Uh, the Vittoria Graphene uh, are, in my opinion, very good. The Veloflex are also amazing. There are, there are numerous ones that are silk smooth and 
very fast and have a very good feeling going downhill, which completely changes the way you go downhill much more than disc brakes or rim okay. brakes. Well, uh, yeah, I can see the point. So you're talking about the rolling resistance. Yeah, also that, yes. Rolling resistance when you go on flats and, and however, grip when you corner. It's, it's a big difference between some, yeah, some gator skins or, or some Veloflex. Okay, well, I can tell you that on this point, I'm really unprepared because I always use the clinchers all the time. And I have a reason for that. So the first reason, uh, the only reason I can tell you is that I was actually tempted on thinking about, I have already them at home here, uh, on going on tubeless one. But the point is that they are complicated to put on the rims. And because I'm not good on doing this stuff, I prefer to avoid this problem. I was changing the inner tube since I was six years old, and I feel comfortable with that, and also changing the covers, uh, the, um, the clincher themselves, since I was a kid, so I feel confident on that. But I will never move at the moment on something that sounds, and I've seen, also complicated like the tubeless. No, the tubeless also for me, I, I, I tried it a little, it's, it's, for me it was a nightmare, you know, all this liquid that you have to put inside and you have to inflate and deflate it every day, up and down, come on, it's, gonna, it's supposed to help your life, not to make it a nightmare. Exactly, and there is a reason why actually my working computer is the one with the Apple, and I don't go with operating system like Ubuntu or whatever. I really appreciate them, I respect them a lot, but I'm not for this kind of thing. I need the easy thing. Yeah, completely agree. Talking about uh, also comfortable on the bike, another thing that I want to mention, I for now my hammer doesn't fit it, so no. But in my road bike, I would go with no problems with a 28, even bigger, 28 millimeters tires and anything else, any really thing else, talking about gravel rides, I would go with no problem on more than 40. 650B, more than 40. That's the thing that I would do. For example, now in my 3T Explorer, I have 47 tires. I still consider it a bike, right? It's not a motorbike. No, 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 no. It's a bike, and I can tell you here we're gonna make we're making a bit of advertising over there, but I really don't care. I'm mounting on that bike the 650. I have 650B wheels, and I have as covers as tires. I have the WTB byway. The byway is a system that they are calling it. Road Plus, I believe, I don't remember. So they are slick in the middle and they have something like the turtle that you were mentioning before on the sides. This help, helps you actually with an amazing rolling position and resistance on the tarmac. And when you are on the gravel, you have still the possibility of having a really tough grip. And on a bicycle like the 3T Explorer, that is an aero bicycle, I can tell you that they are rolling as you feel like in paradise, really. I remember La Resistanza was going, tried to, to catch the group in front of, in front of me, 40, 38 kilometers per hour with no problems. And this weekend, no, last weekend on Toros de Gravel, same thing. I had to catch up some people because I was really bad in the gravel, but I was good on the tarmac. And I was catching people in front of me with 40, 42 kilometers per hour with no problem. And with a single ring in the front. Yeah, I mean, the, um, how wide they are doesn't really matter. I mean, 28 that you mentioned on, on road is, is perfectly fine. Uh, I prefer the 25, but well, 
both are, are, are very good in my opinion. As long as you don't go as we were doing a couple of years ago on 21s. No, for I, sure. I think it's fine. 23 is borderline, is is very reactive, but very stiff also. You feel the every bump on the road a, a lot more. It's still very precise and some people like it. Uh, I used to like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gives me um, a very strong feeling that you are connected with what you have on the ground and you feel every inch. Yeah. But a little bit more relaxed on the 25. They they do fine for me. But I think it's very personal here. It is. I can tell you that I was riding 21 millimeters on my fixed gear one when I was doing the fixed 42 World Championship. I had a really stiff bicycle, aluminum bicycle. And I was riding with these rims that were really made, I don't know, probably really they were rocks. They were freaking really, really, really stiff. And on top of that, I was putting some 21 tires. I can tell you that I was dying when I got into the city in the Fixer 42 World Championship. The Fixer 42 World Championship, I was dying. Every single bump, I felt like I don't know, flying. Never again. Yeah, but even for performance, they are not so good because it has been demonstrated in in, in the last years that having a 25 or 28 does actually improve your rolling resistance. So there's no really a good reason, also from the aerodynamics to point of view, to go on very, very small ones on 21 and stuff like that. Not in 2018. <laughs> let's talk about pedals, Simon. Yeah, look, that's it. I w- let's go directly, really straight, with a really punchy answer. Look, no look. matter what else. If you don't want to walk, look. If you want to walk, look. cover your look. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> That's nothing else. It's pretty easy. They they work fine. They're good. They're replaceable. They have the adjustable cleats of uh, different colors and different angles. But they're fine. And also their their top of the range models, in my opinion, are are very good. They have a firm grasp on on your feet. And most importantly, when you corner, you you won't touch anything. You won't touch the ground, which happened to me a couple of times with, uh, I had some Garmin vectors, mm-hmm. which let's say they are a little bit wider. So when you corner and you go really fast, it might happen that you touch, um, yeah, you touch on the ground with, with your pedals. Uh, the look enable a couple of degrees of, um, yeah, of inclination more. So for me, that is a, is a good, Good added value compared to to others. A hundred percent agree with you. Look, and you don't make any mistake. Nothing can go wrong with that. Yeah, they're also pretty international. You find them everywhere. Exactly, exactly. Okay, uh, I would say that I would go here with the last thought or feeling on that topic. Mm. What should not miss on the bicycle that our friend i remember i forgot the name fulgencio probably our friend fulgencio really need so what should not miss on the bicycle of our friend fulgencio mm. well power meter uh, pretty power meter he needs a power meter for everything you are really too much into it man really power just. meter that's it <laughs> first you choose your power meter then you choose your bike I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to say that. The thing that I can tell you is that 
allow yourself or uh, of having a full spectrum of possibilities. Because today you want to go on the road, tomorrow you want to take that shortcut and go into the mud. The day after, maybe you want to go downhill in, in the hoods. Check something that can give you the larger spectrum of possibility. That's what I would say. Yeah, okay. Um, fair, fair point. As long as you don't go on the synapse uh, and you put a power meter on it, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> Just think about, yeah, if the, if power meters on the synapse. I don't no, know. No, 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 no. Sorry, I cannot tell people, but yeah, that's what that's what we think, and we cannot yeah. change it. I'm pretty sure that there is a lot of synapse lovers out there, which <laughs> think I'm completely nuts now. But uh, come, you know, come I mean, on, guys, if you are the choice, the choice of the of the bike is personal at the end. So yeah, but there are some limits that you don't need to go over, you know. Yeah, the synapse or the bamboo one. Exactly, these are the limits. <laughs> it is better not to not to pass. I would say. Do you want to add something else, Simon? Bah, I think that at, at the end of the story, the Fulgencio needs to needs to choose the, the bike he really likes. So he can then go into aluminum or whatever he wants on, on Campagnolo, Shimano, discs, rim brakes, whatever, look, Shimano pedals, whatever. But the most important thing is that he finds a model that he likes, some color that he likes, and He's just happy with what what he gets because that changes the perspective that you have on your bike completely. The thing that I can tell you here, if I can add you something like a punchline at the end of your yeah of your thing that you were saying that are, that is pretty close to my feeling, the right bicycle for for Fulgencio is the one that keeps him out from the sofa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's completely agree. Because if you have in your, I don't know, your cellar, I have it in my, let's say, in my guest room, I have my bicycles. But the bicycles that you really want to have over there is the one that the morning, Saturday morning, Friday morning, whenever, when you are coming back from home from work or from studying or whatever, say, okay, this bicycle cannot stay here. My ass cannot stay on the sofa. My ass must be on this bicycle outside. Yeah. You can have the most beautiful bike that there is. A, no, not the most beautiful. The most expensive bike on the world. But if you don't ride it or it doesn't give you the the pulse to, to go there and ride it, it's not the right bike for you. You'd probably be better off with a, a cyclocross bike that every time you see it, you just say, okay, I want to go in the mud somewhere. Completely agree with you. Completely, completely. Find something that motivates you and, and go for that one. Then the, if, if it's technical, if it has the right ge geometry or everything, you can probably solve most of the things with a good bike fit. Yeah. But find one that you love, find one that you like, in your favorite color, and that's it. Yellow. But that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> cool, Simon. I would say that we arrive at the end. Good. So, yeah. I will Great. I will see you around. We still need to organize a couple of bicycle rides together. I but I think yeah, yeah, yeah. But sure, the, we'll do do that. And uh, but yeah, it was a great chat. And uh, okay, are you going out with a bicycle now? No, I'll probably do some rollers. Okay, <laughs> some trainers. Never on the sofa. We have to make the hashtag. Never on the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> this sofa doesn't deserve you. <laughs> uh, but now it's also hashtag of season, so I'll just be very chilled and watch something on, on the TV. The perfect hashtag for the off-season is beer on the bike. 
Ja, dat kan weer, dat kan weer, I agree. Ciao Simon, het was een pleasure. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, And then, which one would be your favorite bike? Which bicycle would you suggest to your friend? Fiorenzo, I think, was the name, don't remember. To your best mate that is really just now getting into the bicycle world. Just share it with me or send me a tweet, twitter.com, read Calamaro. Or another thing that you can do, you can send me a message or post it on your Instagram. Just look at my Instagram account, calamaro.cc, send me a message or whatever, or just maybe you can just use the hashtag calamaro.cc, where all the content that is related to this podcast is shared. Another thing that you can do, you can go on Facebook, facebook.com slash... There is all my content. As usual, you will find this piece of content, this episode on Spreaker, spreaker.com slash listencalamaro and on Spotify, look for Broomvegan or on Apple Podcasts, same thing. Look for Broomvegan and you're gonna find everything over there. Another thing that you can do, just suggest another topic for the next Tip Top Tuesday. I'm super happy to receive suggestions and tips. And don't forget to send me messages and to request your personal Calamaro sticker. It's gonna be a pleasure for me to send you some of the stickers. Obviously, it's for free. Hugs to everybody and enjoy this fucking rainy week. Oh, that's so boring. I'm gonna ride anyways this week. Last week it was completely resting. This week is gonna be riding. Bye-bye. <laughs>